Hello and welcome to Parents' Evening. I'm Kat Heppel and I work in communications here at UCAS and I'm the parent of a team. Today we are going to be talking all things Results Day and I've got a fantastic expert panel to guide us through it all. I'll let them introduce themselves. I'm Olivia McLaren and I support over 500 applicants to university each year as well as many students to a broad range of options as well. About 1,600 students study at St David's in Cardiff and we just support them to explore the breadth of opportunities available to them. I'm Elliot Newstead, I'm the Head of UK Student Recruitment and Outreach at the University of Leicester uh, and I look after a team that works with students and parents and carers all throughout the, the applicant cycle, uh, providing advice and guidance on their next steps uh, and particularly around results day and clearing, I also look after, alongside our colleagues and admissions, I look after our clearing call centre, so on the day answering phone calls from, from students across the country looking at exploring their clearing choices. And I'm Sam Sykes, I'm from UCAS, I'm a customer success manager here. So basically I support teachers and advisors and work with students to make sure that when they're in cycle, going through their application, things are as smooth as possible. And before working at UCAS, I also was a teacher. So have had uh, experience working in all angles. Excellent. We've got such a great panel. Welcome to you all and thank you so much for joining us. I'm really looking forward to diving into some of this. Shall we start with the day that's on everybody's mind, results day? What happens on that day? Can you guide us through, Sam? Can you kick us off? Yeah, so results day, um, we have obviously two big results days that happen in the UK, uh, Scottish results day and then uh, a little bit later, uh, sort of the results day for typically A-levels and BTECs. Um, and it's the same pattern on both of those. So applicants will receive their actual results, so their grades of their qualifications, usually through their school or college. And then accordingly, alongside, UCAS will then be able to show them whether they have or haven't been successful in actually usually meeting the offers uh, and the conditions that were set for that. A condition might be, you know, achieve these grades and these subjects. Um, so the two things happen alongside um, and usually what happens is the student will get their results from their school or college and at the same time find out if they've been successful or perhaps unsuccessful at university or college. That, uh, that actually made my stomach there, remembering, <laughs> taking me back to the time of, sort of, you know, ringing up to find out what my results were. It's such an emotional day, isn't it? It's such a big day, whether it's successful, whether it's disappointment. There's so many emotions on really. What, what would your advice be to anyone that's looking after a, a, a young person, a student who's getting results on those big days? Yeah, I think the main message is really around reassurance. I think there, there are lots of different decisions that, that can or may need to be made on that day, whether it is, am I sticking with the, the the choice I made initially in my application in terms of my firm choice and there's lots of excitement going on in if that's the case which is which is great so I would encourage you to be as excited as they are for that for that next step if there is a different decision that needs to be made and a new clearing choice to be made then again it's more the message of staying calm reassuring taking time it can be quite a, a kind of time pressured uh, situations and we see students um, particularly at that stage feeling like they have to make decisions really really quickly so I think if you can kind of be there with a, a cup of coffee in hand and kind of calm them down a little bit and actually take that time to think naturally what is their next step and what should that be and what decisions they need to make to, to get there I think that's that's the really important thing at that stage. That's really interesting isn't it that there isn't that rush I think for a lot of us or I certainly remember when I go back it's a long time ago now but when I think back there was always this feeling that it was a rush to make a decision you had to be quick is that not the case now do students have that space and time to re revise and review do you think? So I think we put some uh, measures in place actually within the system in order to give 
applicants and students that time. So um, you can't actually add those those clearing choices, as, as we'd say, until a set time. Um, and on, uh, you know, A-level results day, that's one o'clock. So students will usually be getting results at 8 a.m. That gives them quite a few hours. And the reason being, we don't want anybody making rush decisions. And, and like Elliot said, I think applicants and, and students, they need to have that space to feel whatever it is they need to feel, whether that might be excitement, disappointment, uncertainty, or actually I want to change my mind. They need to first feel those emotions before they start acting and making decisions. So in terms of the actual UCAS system, um, on those on that that big results day for A-levels and BTECs, that there is that time before they're actually allowed to even put a choice into the system um, to prevent rushing. So there is a little bit of breathing space there. Definitely. Even before then, they have the summer now to really go back and see, is what I put on my original application what I want to do in the future? It's about thinking about what's the best case scenario? What's the worst case scenario? What's the most realistic option that I'm going to face on results day? So even before results day, they can be thinking about these scenarios, getting ready for those different situations they might find themselves in on results day. And they often don't have to navigate it alone. So even if as a parent, you're feeling a bit anxious about supporting your young person, then it's important to recognise there's lots of support out there and they don't have to navigate those emotions that Sam talked about on their own. Mm. And I'm, I'm guessing really, as if you're a, a parent, a carer, and you're, you know, you're supporting a young person through this moment, you've got their emotions to mm. deal with. But you've also got yours, haven't you? You, you? You're going to respond yourself. So what's the advice about sort of helping those of us that might be going through that? What, what would be the advice around helping you kind of manage your own emotions and, and your own responses to their results? I think I would probably say having those um, kind of what if conversations with your um, with your with your child, with your with your student. I think that's the rather than them doing it in isolation, maybe you having similar thoughts also in isolation, having those kind of fairly honest conversations over the next few weeks uh, in the run up to the to the relevant results day uh, is gives you then both hopefully the kind of reassuring um kind of notion that you're both as and when decisions might need to change or if they didn't need, are they staying the same you you both are in that same place in terms of knowledge in terms of what we need to plan does do we need to plan a last minute journey up the country or down the country based on that conversation so try and have those conversations it might be that you're going on holiday you know there's a nice time to have that conversation uh, and if not maybe break make up some time uh, maybe in the week before results day uh, to kind of just really sit down and go okay so if anything does need to change let's chat about it now rather than let's chatting about it at 9am on that day when it might be a little bit more panicked than it could be. Should we go to if things don't go to plan? Because I'm sure that's on the mind of many. What if it doesn't work out? What would be um, some of the ways that it might go wrong on results day? So I think probably the one that most people would expect is that you don't you don't get the grades essentially. You don't meet the conditions of the the firm or insurance choice, and you find yourself without anywhere to go. Um, and I think historically that's how most people have thought of uh, clearing, um, and that will obviously be a disappointment to the to the student, to you know, to your child or whoever you're supporting. But as you said, you know, Kat, maybe a disappointment to yourself as well. You see your child perhaps not achieving what they wanted to. Um, that is probably what most people would think of on that day but there's still so many choices that are available and I think that's the key thing to remember is that even if you find yourself in that situation supporting your child or whoever you're supporting um, 
is saying to them and reassuring them, okay, what's next? You've got options, you've got choices. And as Elliot said, my biggest bit of advice would be familiarize yourself with what the process would be. So on on that day, if you find yourself without a place, you need to proactively research vacancies. So where does have places? And it's a really positive outlook. You know, last year in clearing, over 93% of all universities and colleges had courses available uh, on that main results day. That's a lot of choice uh, and some great options as well. So actually reassure the student um, that you're supporting um, and, and give them that guidance. Okay, so now what we're going to do is research some vacancies. I also advocate what Olivia and Elliot have said in terms of thinking about that a little bit ahead of time. So you know, you're you're supporting somebody, they're going to know how their exams have gone. There's always that feeling, oh, I think I've done okay. Oh, my, that went so badly. So if that's the kind of feeling already, use this time now to start thinking, okay, so if we find ourselves in that state, what, what do we do? And research we've done here at UCAS shows that actually a lot of people will return to one of their original five choices makes sense right you know you've researched it you maybe went on an open day you probably perhaps already have like an emotional attachment to that university or college that's a really good starting point so if you find yourself in that situation take a moment and think okay where did I originally go or want to go do they still have places um, and perhaps having a list of that actually before we even get to that day um, okay I'm going to look at that university or college I was interested in 12 months ago I would still be interested again I think action makes those situations a lot more um sort of simpler to navigate with less anxiety less pressure and, and perhaps help to control that emotion yeah we, we saw that a lot last year just from a practical point of view we saw we had a lot of calls in our clearing call center last year from students who had applied to Leicester in the main um, cycle declined us for a different choice but then we're calling back on results day seeing if they get a place on that same course so absolutely agreeing with Sam that that does happen and we would recommend that as a first port of call there is a couple of other kind of really practical hints I would probably give in terms of that um, reassurance and, and calming uh, within that situation is storing some of the clearing phone numbers in, in a phone so you don't have to kind of go hunting around on the day having some um, university web pages bookmarked in laptops so some of those really practical things where if if your child is is in a slight state of anxiety or panic, then you can kind of just say, well, we've, we, we have done this. We've got it right in front of you. So they don't have to be um, rushing around making, making those really frantic decisions about what number do I ring? How do I do it? Um, as well as the kind of um, the more careful decisions that they might have made in advance as well. And I'd also have a think about what their priorities are. Is it that they are going to be willing to change the course just to stay closer to home? Is it the actual university they want to study at and therefore would be willing to so one of the scenarios that you can encounter on results day is a change of course. So you might not get onto the original course choice, but they might offer you something similar. And that might actually secure you your place at that university without necessarily being on the exact course you originally applied for. So thinking about what those priorities are, discussing those as a parent, you might really want them to stay close to home or you might be confident for them to go further afield. Having those open conversations so that there's no unexpected clash of opinions on results day because parents are so influential in those decisions. It's also focusing on what you can control. As Sam said, you usually know roughly how you've done in the exams. And that might be part of the anxiety is that you might know that, you know, there's a chance that you might not meet the conditions of that firm offer or that insurance offer. So thinking about 
what can I control? And what I can control is making sure I've got a plan A, a plan B, a plan C and so on. So that actually whatever the scenario is on results day that you feel empowered to make a positive choice. And that is your decision rather than something you're feeling you have to do because of the situation you found yourself in. It's really interesting, isn't it? Because I don't remember, I mean, I'm saying it is a long time ago, but I don't remember anyone sort of suggesting to me, have a plan B, have a plan C. Did you have plan Bs and plan Cs when you were sort of mapping out your choices? I think it's really important that students don't necessarily feel that they have to take that university place. So if they have changed their mind, sometimes if you get an offer, you get the grades for that offer, you might not want to go to it. You might have that gut feeling that that isn't for me. So I think even in those situations, it's important to think, okay, let's reevaluate. Don't feel that you've got to make those decisions because as Sam and Elliot have said, results day is an opportunity. There's lots of positive outcomes that can come from, from results day. And I think that's a lot of it, Kat, probably when, when we all went. Mm. Clearing was a very different thing um, and it was felt to be, you know, kind of last chance saloon. And that is absolutely not the case now. Clearing's about choice. It's about empowerment of students. And there's lots of uh, kind of new mechanisms that we wouldn't have had when we were going through that process. So, you know, yes, you might find yourself in clearing, not through choice, but we have thousands of people every year who choose to apply into clearing. They've not made an application at any point during the year. They get their results and go, actually now I want to go to university or college there's these fantastic places available. I'm going to make an application to go now. We also have Decline My Place, which is that opportunity, as Olivia mentioned, to say, do you know what? I've changed my mind for whatever that might be. Either um, I've done better than expected. You know, I've smashed those exams. I didn't expect to get those grades. So what I want to do is now look for something else. Or I've changed my mind because I'd like to stay closer to home. Uh, or I'd change my mind because I found a different course that I didn't think about before. So that's really giving students the opportunity to say, what's important to me right now? What do I want for the future? And and how do I make those decisions next? And we didn't have that when we all applied. So I think every year with clearing more and more, oh, it's so exciting. It's such an exciting opportunity with so many choices. Um, for for people looking to move into higher education mm, and I think that's that's a big change I think for, for uh, pro- probably will be for a lot of parents and carers who when if they have been through this themselves they might remember that much more sort of rigid approach about it so it's really reassuring to hear you all say that actually it's about options and you can have fantastic plan b's and actually end up really successfully placed and enjoying a, a fantastic course and I think that's one of the biggest ways you can support like your your child or who you're supporting is by not not relying on your own preconceptions of what it might be it's very different and actually uh, becoming aware of what it is and the fantastic opportunity that there is there so that you can reassure them if they are feeling disappointed to say this is actually a good opportunity and we will have lots of case studies available uh, for young people to access and for you as parents and carers to listen to of really amazing stories of I found myself in clearing now look what I'm doing clearing was the best thing that ever happened to me I changed my mind now I'm now I'm doing this and universities and colleges as well will have fantastic ambassadors and you will be running lots of content on your own social media won't you yeah definitely I think one of the things we we always try and showcase is students that have, have absolutely followed that that process whether it be they they might have uh, missed their grades elsewhere or they've changed their mind and, and come to, to Leicester and it's that 
um, feeling like they are still kind of part of that student cohort, if you like, and it's the, it's the, the, the same no matter whether they would have applied in the in the main cycle and chosen us as their firm choice or have come through um, come through something like clearing. I think also things like accommodation is usually quite a, a big worry at that time. Will there be still, still be accommodation available for students that are looking at moving away from home? And again, universities and colleges uh, that, that have accommodation on, on show will, will obviously absolutely be putting that front and centre of, of websites and virtual tours and all that sort of stuff. So that's why we, we really recommend having that, that conversation maybe a week or so before um, about the next step. It's also important to not lose sight of the non HE options as well, so going beyond university. Apprenticeships are being released constantly. So you can apply for apprenticeships employment alongside higher education. So having those alternatives to higher education in place as well, because then you can keep as many doors open as possible and then make that choice when you know your grades and you're in a much better position. It's so reassuring to listen to you all three of you. So thank you so much for sharing some of those. I'd like us just to end with the question I had here was, how do I calm my anxious child? But I think I might ask you, well, how do I calm you know, me if I'm, if I'm waiting for those results with the, the, the young person that I'm supporting? How do I stay calm alongside that? So any just last minute quick tips from you on just helping to ease that day and make it a little bit easier for both of you? So coming from a school environment or college environment, I would say know what support's available from the school or college in question and also know who has responsibility for what. So UCAS will deal with the decisions on university places from an administrative point of view. The universities will be making those decisions. The exam boards will deal with any appeals. So know who you need to, to contact if there is any issues so that you're in control on results day and can make those decisions as quickly as possible. I think from a really practical point of view, ensuring that your your child has an alarm set nice and early on the, on results day morning is always a good a good tip. And, and from a kind of more serious point of view on that, there is a big peak of calls to what, the, what we receive in the morning. Um, usually the 10 to 11 hour uh, of the morning is the most popular. So having that kind of more practical solution, um, but also a, a bit of a reminder really that you will probably want to go and see the university um, as you may well have done for an open day that if, the, if a different choice is made and a reminder that universities will also run uh, whether it be open days or accommodation open houses that sort of stuff on that weekend so if you haven't yet got anything in the diary for that weekend after results day keep that free i would echo everything that's been said and just reiterate that like preparation is key so um i always feel more calm if i know what i'm doing um, I think we all do. So take some time for you, even if it's not in discussion with your child, to just come on the UCAS website, have a look at all the clearing um, and confirmation information we've got, the apprenticeship information that we've got, sign up to our parent newsletter so that you can receive uh, support straight to your inbox. And even if you're, uh, you know, whoever you're supporting doesn't want to sit and make a list of actions, maybe you do. Maybe you could pull together some of those contact information you know is it best to contact via phone or social media and I would just kind of reiterate what Elliot said it will be busy um you will you will need to wait if you're phoning and that can sometimes in itself we we all know when we're on the on hold how much more irritating it is is be ready for that and so whilst you're on hold be actively researching something else so you know the UCAS search tool is the only place to get live up-to-date vacancy information. So keep that open and keep it refreshing over that busy morning. Fantastic, and deep breaths. Yeah, <laughs> I think, don't you think? It's uh, take a deep breath and try and stay calm. Lots and of, of course, lots yes. of tea. And of course we do wish absolutely every single student that is going through results this year, the very best of luck. We, uh, we, we really hope that you're successful. 
So that is it from a parents' evening for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. And of course, thank you to my amazing panel for all your fabulous top tips. And you've made me feel quite calm and my child's not even doing exams this year. So thank you so much. And don't forget that this, of course, is part of a series of podcasts designed to support you as you support your young person through results day, clearing, getting into university. So do go and check out those other episodes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.